This is Alan Moore, and we're live and loud on Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM. I hope we're all doing well tonight. To my left, of course, I have Mr. Alex B. Oh, why, hello. I'd like to wish everybody a happy uh, National Beer Day or New Beer's Eve for all my gentlemen out there. And it's also World Fitness Day as well. I've got Peter P. straight across from me. Hey, 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 hey. hey. And Miss, thank you. And Mr. Andy McLean on my right. Andy, how are you doing? Good. I know which I'm choosing out of fitness and beer. Okay, well, let's keep that. Well, fitness, afterwards, we can fitness. have a, we can have a discussion about it right? later on. Exactly. So, folks, what have we coming up for you tonight on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday evening here in Moscow? Well, we have uh, Russian and English fo- football Premier Leagues. We have, of course, the FA Cup semi-finals, which concluded today. Actually, I think it's going into FA. And Andy, what is that final result from Watford and Wolves? Uh, Watford have won 3-2 after extra time. They were, were of course, 2-0 down. Of course, Matt Doherty, or Doherty as we call him in uh, Ireland, he scored the opener for Wolves, but they went on to lose 3-2. So I think Mr. Andy Farmer, he'd be a bit sad over that. 
Yeah, I think he will be considering they, they took a what looked to be a comfortable lead. Two set pieces, two although there was a hint of offside with Jimenez's second one with his little throw to the WWE F <laughs> WrestleMania mask that was a bit embarrassing. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, very disappointing for Wolves to lose from there. Okay, and uh, of course, later on in the show, we will have the WWE, as Andy kindly mentioned, because it is WrestleMania tonight over stateside. We'll also be discussing injuries in sport. We'll have Andrew Flint all the way from Two Men. We will have our quiz in segment four, because of course, we're going two hours tonight. Two long hours, yeah. The looks of fear on the faces, because I have changed a lot of questions. I've changed a lot of things, so guys, be ready. We will then have a little bit of chat about sports, and of course, in our final segment, the one that the viewers viewers and listeners love to hear about it is capital punishment okay before we go any further Andy there was a big game tonight in the Russian Premier League uh, Lokomotiv at home to Zenit kicked off at 7 o'clock the final score is finished 1-1 so and both both goals in the second half uh, another free kick from the Ukrainian centre-back Rakitsky opened it for Zenit and then Ignatiev pulled one back for Lokomotiv it wasn't uh, I didn't see the second half but it was a dire first half uh, lots of bookings, lots of action, but terrible finishing. And uh, yeah, I mean, Peter, when we were a at the point. exactly a point to point, and it's good for Lokomotiv because at least they they don't lose. But uh, Spartak losing uh, yesterday at home to Zenit, they needed that win. Uh, Peter, we were there a few weeks ago, well on St Patrick's Day, of course, uh, for the local Krasnodar uh, game. That was awful as well, wasn't it? I mean, I mean, yeah. Wasn't it like two penalties? No, they got like a penalty. A right? penalty, exactly. But yeah, exactly. There was a penalty that. It was a penalty, but a penalty and a red exactly card, red right? card from the red penalty card. exactly. But I mean, it was it was a terrible game. I mean, Great crowd. I mean, no, it was like it was entertaining at least. But well, the shamrocks, the shamrocks, and the leprechauns. And, and remember the, the 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 cam like the <laughs> the, the, the leprechaun cam, the leprechaun, <laughs> which like looked like a like a monster. <laughs> they don't look, look nothing like the leprechaun. But that, like, that was just the people inside the camera, as opposed to the leprechauns at the I, side. Yeah, of it. Yeah. Do you know? What? Remember the remember the horror movie Leprechaun. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was not the one where you put the mask on and snakes came out of the mask. What? No. No. no I remember what? just like a leprechaun going to like Killing the people. hood. And, like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's wiping these gang members, isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah. It was just like, like a weird Irish version of Chucky. Yeah, it was yeah, kind exactly. of like Conor McGregor on cocaine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, let's get one of reference. And really yeah, small. Yeah, That's a terrible reference. Okay, okay, Andy. Uh, last week, of course, or sorry, on Friday night, a huge game in the English Premier League. Liverpool, um, they went top of the Premier League. Uh, did did they deserve it? I mean, it was it was a pretty dour match, wasn't it? Um, yeah, in, in in spits and spurts, it was okay. I think those are the kind of games that when you're losing, uh, and again, another dodgy decision to get them level, I, I think there was a, a definite hint of offside there. Well, I mean, um, looking at the video afterwards, why did they not call for VAR on it? I don't think they can in the they, Premier League. They yet, can't. Can they? I thought, ah, okay. I think it's still only the uh, FA Cup and uh, some random fixtures that they <laughs> kind of, non-league or whatever, they were trying it out in Russia today. Um yeah, I think those are the games that define title-winning teams. Um, trailing, not playing particularly well, struggling, and all of a sudden, you know, the week before they had the fluky goal against Spurs, Sissoko missing the one-on-one. Um, those are the three points that will go on and win you the league. Although, um, for a few of us, we hope it, uh, Man City will keep them going to the wire. Well, I ho- well, we hope so. Well, okay, Man City, of course, were in action yesterday in the FA Cup against Brighton. Um, how did that turn out? Yeah, Man City, as expected, um, are through to the final. What was perhaps unexpected, that it was only one goal. Uh, it came early. Brighton, uh, perhaps a little bit unlucky. I mean, they, they made a good go of it. 
but Man City's class in the end topped it. Um, the big talking point out of it was the, the lack of fans, the cost, the fact it was in Wembley, semi-finals played in the, the stadium. Perhaps, perhaps it takes the prestige away of the final. Uh, Man City fans were again slated for not turning up, but as a few people have been saying, um, it, it's £200 just to get to a final. Um, and quite frankly, they're going to be there anyway in the final. So why would you go and see Brighton in the semis when you can go and go to the final for that price? Okay, so how was two hundred pounds for a ticket? I, I think rough. No, I think it was seventy-five pound for a ticket, but then oh, all included, you're looking at train tickets and you know. Of course, they're travelling from Manchester as well. A- and that. Okay, um, is there is there a point that to be made that those uh, games should be moved outside of London? Like they used to be in, say, Sheffield. Well, Sheffield, yeah, no it used more. to be Villa Park, Villa Park it? as well, uh, Old Trafford, Villa Park. Uh, obviously, you'd have to find a, a middle ground there for Brighton having to travel up from the south coast. I mean. Um, but yeah, it used to be played around different different venues, and now you've got places like the Emirates, or you know they were playing away from home at Everton this weekend. Why why couldn't you use a sizable stadium like that? You're still going to get the fans in. Perhaps the atmosphere or you know, the occasion might not be as great, but that's why it's a final. You play your final at the national stadium. That's what makes it special for these players okay. who have been playing there for two seasons against Spurs. Okay, no, that is inter- that is very, very interesting. Okay, um, <clears throat> when we're looking at looking around at the, then at the rest of the English Premier League, uh, who is gone? Huddersfield have gone down. They were relegated the weekend uh, last weekend. Uh, who else is in danger of going down? Andy? Well, big spenders Fulham have also gone. Um, they they flopped. Um, having spent 120-odd million uh, trying to patchwork a team together, trying different managers, tinkers, tactics, all sorts of... Well, of of course, they had Mr. Ranieri and his uh, sports scientists in there, but uh, it didn't work. Indeed, um, and now that's left Cardiff, who are trailing um, Southampton and Brighton by five points. Okay. Um, They're looking likely to join Fulham and Huddersfield. Okay, so who's going down? Huddersfield, Fulham and... I'd say Cardiff, I think. Cardiff, um, in, in terms out. of the fixtures that are remaining, that it looks like they're Well, going I just think out of those three three teams, I think Brighton and Southampton are good enough to pick up points at home. Cardiff, I think, will struggle home and away. I mean, they had their chance against Chelsea and they blew it. Um, I just can't see them staying up, unfortunately. Okay, so they could them. be gone. Okay, well, that's a pity for them, but, well, you know, that's, that's the way uh, professional sports work. Okay, at the top of the table, Liverpool, they are how far ahead of second place? Uh, Liverpool are top. Two points clear, but Man City now have a game in hand. Um, so that will obviously um, come against Tottenham in their, you know, what is it, three games in the space of 11 days, I think, been between the Champions League. Um, and Spurs are trailing them. Uh, they're on 64 points. Tottenham, Manchester City on 80. Liverpool are on 82. OK. Um, if we're looking at it, uh, Arsenal, they, f- they really, really messed up today. Uh, they lost 1-0 to Everton. I mean, that was, that was, a, that was a terrible result for, for uh, Arsenal. Yeah, they've really been struggling away from home um, of late. If, if, if you go back through their, their fixtures that they've had, what they've, they've lost uh, away at Rennes in the Europa League. Uh, they struggled against Batty Borisov away from home. They got thumped by Manchester City. Um, they've struggled against the likes of West Ham. Um, they've slipped far too many points. I think they're the 10th best uh, in the Premier League away from home and the third best at home. That's terrible. And, no, and, you, can't, you, can't, you can't compete then for a yeah, Champions that's, League. Yeah, um, that's absolutely unforgivable if you're, if you're looking to be finishing as, as a top three or four side. Your home form um, is vital. Yeah, OK, that's fair enough. Tomorrow, of course, uh, Chelsea are at home to West Ham. That's kicking off at 10 o'clock Moscow time. We've only got two hours now between us and the UK and, of course, Ireland. Um, Chelsea, I mean, they're an up and down team, but they should be too good for West Ham by maybe one or two goals. 
Yeah, I, I could see it panning out like that. Um, I think West Ham have traditionally struggled at Stamford Bridge. They um, aren't as combative, I'd say, as previous seasons. I think they're only averaging just over a booking a game at the moment in the last sort of 10 games, um, which is very unlike the sort of resilient and uh, yeah robust, shall we call <laughs> Julian Dix era or um, um, what was his name? Your, your, your favourite man, well, Mr. Mark Billich. Ward, well, Billich, yeah. Mark Ward is one of the big psychos. He ended up in prison as well for like, well, for bits and pieces. But he was a player who, I remember, he came through the West Ham system and was just this really combative, great midfielder. But, um, you know, just West, West Ham don't really like that. The, the fans don't like those type of players. They prefer someone who can play ball and who is like a bit of a fancy dan, you know? Yeah, but um, I still, from seeing the likes of Wolves pick up a point or get, get a draw at Chelsea... Um, and also Cardiff giving them a bit of trouble. Everton as well, picking up a 2-0 win. There is a chance, but it depends what Chelsea turn up and who Sari decides to play. That is a um, good point. That's a good point. Okay, uh, moving just away from football for just a moment. Uh, we, of course, tomorrow is something we discussed a bit before with Ali Peters, and we'll discuss it a little bit later on as well. We just want to bring up straight away. Uh, we have the NCAA, the finals of the men's and women's basketball. Um, Alex, tomorrow, a huge, huge game in men's basketball between Texas Tech and... And Virginia. And Virginia. So. Okay. I mean, uh, two kind of, it was, yeah, they, they both won well. Auburn, of course, a big, big team. They went out in the uh, playoff as well. And also, who, uh, Michigan State as well lost in the, other, in the final four. So, looking as it is, who is favored to take home the title? Uh, well, I'm not going to pick any favorites because it's called Marsh Madness for a reason. But uh, Texas Tech has been looking very good. Um, they've eliminated Michigan State very confidently, who've, also eliminated Duke, which was which is probably the most popular college well, Duke basketball Duke are kind of a, yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're the kind well, of Duke's blue Duke, blood, yeah. shall we say. Of, yeah. Of, yeah. So Michigan State eliminated them, and Texas confidently eliminated Michigan State. And they also have a very unstoppable offense, and um, they're pretty good on defense as well. So Virginia, well, of course, not to take anything away from Virginia, but they've had a very, well, it was a very tight game that they've had. They had a, it was like the last 10 seconds were just insane. They, well, they won by one point. They hit a bunch of threes. But honestly, I think I'm not sure if they can keep up that level of play throughout the whole game, not just like the last 10 seconds. So I think I would have to pick Texas, but obviously I'm not going to. I'm not going to make any heavy predictions here. Okay. All right. So we'll leave, leave it at Peter, who do you reckon? Who are you going for in the uh, final? Well, uh, I was going to side with uh, Texas, but since he's siding with Texas, I'm going to side with Virginia. Right, so it'll be a draw. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, we know that. Okay, no, that, 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 that's fair enough, because I know he's going to roast you a little bit later on about uh, our capital punishment. So, uh, capital punishment. Yeah, capital punishment. Capital punishment. Yeah, capital punishment is that, so we'll wait till the end of the show. Uh, Andy, uh, on the Russian Premier League, we'll, have to, we'll discuss a bit later as well, of course, with uh, Andrew Flint. Um, huge loss. For Spartak yesterday, I mean, losing at home to Siska, they 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 didn't need that. And they can't afford to drop those points, especially in, in a city derby. Yeah, especially in the manner they did. I mean, it was um, comedy defending um, for both goals. Really, uh, the first one was absolutely crazy. It was like pinball um, in the penalty area before it finally dropped to Sigurdsson, who put it into the roof of the net. The second one, um, I'm not quite sure. I can't remember who it was that was defending against Mario Fernandez before he sort of juggled it round and then pulled it back and then the keeper just made an absolute howler of I, I don't even know I think Butterfingers comes to mind on that one um, but apparently he had actually broken his finger so is that true? I think so 
I, th- I think he was substituted off. He just, was, but ju- I, I, just afterwards, and and and, okay. and I think it's been confirmed that he actually broke his, he finger. Broke his finger. Whether he broke it trying to stop that, or whether it was already broken, is a, is a different question entirely. But yeah, I think that Spartak's um, hopes of automatic uh, Champions League now starting to look Very a right. distant, especially have, with Krasnodar having won in the 93rd minute. Um, exactly. Yeah, um, that was, was tough yeah, so they're now what um, five points adrift to Krasnodar, nine of of Zenit. Um, yeah, that's done. Okay, Dino, uh, of course, who are uh, uh, partners, of course, of Capital FM. They did, had a very good draw uh, down in Mahashkala. They drew one one. So I mean, that was that was good for them as well. That they're they're keeping up that fight against relegation. And I mean, if they ha- are solid this season, another solid season mid table with the new stadium about to open up next season, uh, the start of next season, they will be pushing up towards the top six at least, won't they? They need to make sure they remain in the league first. I mean, that's them still only five points clear of Angie, which is automatic uh, relegation. Um, they're still in the playoff for relegation and getting only a draw, um, you know, perhaps they'll, they'll still be looking over their shoulder. Okay, so it's going to be tough for them. All right, folks, we are going to go out to the break in just a moment. We will have a little bit of a quiz a bit later on, but we'll let you know about that in the second segment. So uh, we know that on a Sunday night, you're going to prepare for, for Monday, of course. You're going to have a bit of fun. So we're going to send you off to the break right now with a very, very good song. One that's going to get you all dancing. It is the Scissor Sisters, and I don't feel like dancing. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Join us on all our social media. Facebook, Instagram, VK and Twitter. Text us on SMS, WhatsApp and Viber. Plus 7, 925-111-1053. Add this number to your contacts. You're going to need it. Capital FM, the one and only English-speaking station in Moscow. Turn it up. The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow. Welcome back, folks, to Capital Sports. I'm Alan Moore, still here with Alex B, Peter B, and, of course, Andy Mack. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you got a little bit of a dancing into your legs right now, because we're going we're gonna to put some more energy into you right now. Um, this isn't a kind of a Howard Stern moment, but we are going to boost up your even. So, uh, right away, uh, Andy, um, before we go anywhere else, we were having a chat before we came back in, uh, or before we came back on here, I should say, um, just about, like, say, with uh, WWE and so on. Um, your favourite childhood memory from WWE? Favourite childhood memory? Um, that's a good one. Um, I think probably perfect... Oh, sorry, are you talking about personal memories or of watching it? I think it was probably perfecting the sharpshooter on my cousin. <laughs> okay. Is he still walking, or is it she? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he, he he was a lot bigger than I was, so I, I felt it was quite an achievement to um, to be able to get him into that position. No tombstone? But once I got him on his front, he was done. Okay. Um, no, I, I, I think, I think um, the tombstone was kind of... We, we were too young to be able to pick each other up for, for that kind of manoeuvre and do it without, you know, ending up in hospital. I did that with my son, you thought it was great fun, when I picked him <laughs> up on my head and I held him up like, you know, like a Hulk Hogan, hold up Andre the Giant. He thought that was great fun. That probably explains why he was having great fun playing uh, SmackDown versus Raw. Raw versus SmackDown, we were home. Okay, Peter, your favourite uh, childhood memory of uh, wrestling? I think it's the Stone Cold uh, Vince McMahon beef, definitely. Like the whole beef. Okay. With, with Vince McMahon constantly trying to get this man out, out, of, out, of his, out of his league. And then miraculously, Stone Cold shows up, sprays him with beer, uh, throws a couple beer cans at him. And, and I don't know, it was just funny as hell. Okay, okay. Alex? Uh, well, everybody already knows what I'm going to say, but it's definitely the um, big boss man uh, conflict with the big show, part of which was... <laughs> oh, hold on. We, we have to, folks, we have to give the background to this because Alex showed us a video. We made. I just look up uh, big, big Boss Man and Big Show and, um, and just, just, just... History of the conflict. Yeah, the history of the conflict. Just look it up on YouTube. It is genuinely shocking. It would not, you wouldn't put it on air. It's, it's so ridiculous, but if people would even believe that it happened, uh, quickly tell us what it is, because before we, we, Andy has some news stories, but quickly tell us what that is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be swift. So um, the big show, he was, I think he was like a champion or something. And of course, if he's a champion, people are trying to get under his skin. To, so he fights them for the title shot. So, um, so the big show's dad uh, passed away on script. Um, and so the, bo- the big boss man showed up to the funeral and um, attached the casket to the... Oh, he hit him with a car, attached the casket with a, uh, to his car with a chain and proceeded to steal his dad's body from the funeral. But not only that, but then the, the big show jumped on top of the casket of and course. was dragged along behind the car. Yeah. And of course, then the, the, the video stopped and you don't know what happened next. So that's the death to go to. Okay. And if you're looking for life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Churchill or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Right. Um, 
Andy, uh, our, our sports rundown. We're going to go back on WWE, of course. But Andy, what has been happening in the world of sports this past week that's caught your eye? So my max stat of the week is Lionel Messi is, has now won the most games in La Liga, 335 games won, which is one more than the Real Madrid former keeper Iker Casillas. And he probably has played more games than anybody else, but that's still quite an impressive stat. Um, that's good. The other one, 335. 335 victories in La Liga. Not bad. And he's still only, uh, minus the drugs, plus the, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I was very silent on that one, because, no, of course, Lionel Messi, of course, I got confused between hormone. his height and his age. Yeah, that's the hit between him and Ronaldo. Yeah, he had his, uh, his hormone treatment, and then, yeah. of course, he takes other stuff to keep him going, but, you know. Um, in other big news, Andy Murray has stopped posting very revealing x-rays of his lower body um, and posted a video of him potentially making a comeback with some hints that he might be uh, available for Wimbledon, but only in the doubles due to, you know... This, of course, is Andy Murray, the former British, now Scottish tennis player. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Of course, it's 100. always great, like, when, when he's winning, he's British. When he's, when he's losing or, like, retiring, he's a Scottish star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but do you think, is, is it wise for him to come back? Because he has been, like, everything he's been saying, he's been badly broken up. I think it would be very good for him to, to put, to, excuse me, to put a middle finger to all the media that kind of said that that was him done. I think this is his way of showing a bit of resilience through obviously a difficult couple of years for him with injuries he was obviously struggling before he stopped um so i think it'd be a great way to perhaps say goodbye properly um at, at wimbledon even if it's just for a few rounds okay that is fair enough what else has uh, caught your eye uh, the other big one was uh mr roger federer another one of your favorites won oh, his yeah. 101st title in tennis uh, it's amazing that at that age he still so fits so strong I, with I, great stamina, you know? I, I was going to say 20 years on from his first appearance in Miami at the Open. So a great, his first uh, you one know, was, he's got great doctors in Switzerland, or a great doctor who's, of course, a, a doctor for lots of cyclists in Switzerland. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's not go there. Uh, and the other one that caught my eye, and I won't shy away from it, boom, boom, uh, was a coconut being thrown on the pitch during the Edinburgh Derby. Okay, explain, because a lot of people go, what the hell is up with shy? A coconut shy is the one where you line up to throw base- baseballs or balls at coconuts, and the, the whole thing, the stall, is called a shy. Correct, okay. yes. Um, so there's been this a big, is Capital School, brought <laughs> to you by Alan Moore. Okay. There's been a big thing in Scotland recently with coins, all sorts of rubbish being thrown onto the pitch at players, and we've we've discussed some of the issues. We well, last week, yeah, we discussed with the, the idiots in Ireland, Ireland. exactly. Yeah. Um, but this week it was a coconut. I, I'm not quite sure <laughs> uh, why or how or this, Jesus. This is my point. This is what I was saying, guys. The last week, and you thought, okay, you. I voted for in, in Scotland. End. Like these idiots, right? These idiots who come in and they want to throw something to the field, and it's like lovely protest uh, in Ireland against like the Football Association of Ireland and their management and so on. You'll always get one fool who will throw something like a coconut onto the field. A coconut hits you coming down from the top of a stand. It's going to leave a mark. Yeah, I'd imagine yeah. it'll leave more than just a mark. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, you might like coconut milk, you like like your bounty bar, but if you get a smack of a coconut in the back of the head, you're not going to be very up. fatal. <laughs> like, they, they, I mean, yeah, yeah we're laughing about it, people die from coconuts falling on trees. That's true. <laughs> That's I mean, more people die from do getting hit by train, coconuts. Yeah, do they than, not train monkeys to go up trees in, in, in Asia to, to, to knock them down so they don't kill people? Do it. Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> are you, are you, is this a summer, summer job you had? It's life insurance and also monkey salesman. <laughs> you don't want to end up like the big show's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Getting dragged along in a casket. No, but I mean, seriously, I think more people are killed by falling coconuts than by sharks. 
And you have Jaws, you have like oh, yeah. Shark Attack, you have like the what, like channels that if you put on any TV show with Hitler and sharks, it's a it's a hit, you know. Like, <laughs> like Nazi sharks, we'd Nazi like sharks is. We'd a like sh- to retract <laughs> one of those statements. No, it's true though. If you put on, no, folks, this is me. I, I'm I'm telling you, if you look at any of these like you know Discovery Channel and so on, and you put on like one of um oh like you know Shark Attack or something like that, people will watch it. If you put on like you know um. Secret of Hitler's Gold, people will watch it because they think, oh, I'm going to go to a lake in Switzerland or a lake in Baden-Württemberg, which is in Germany, and go to, like, you know, dive down and try and find gold. You could do that. So if you have a show... So if you can combine all three sharks, of those elements... No, sharks, <laughs> gold, and Hitler, or Nazis, you have a hit show. You heard it here first. I'm telling you... <laughs> HBO, look, holla at your boy. I'm telling you, this is going to be the next big thing on Netflix. Yo, yo. <laughs> Best movie idea, Sharknado, Nazi edition, <laughs> yeah. Searching for Gold. Or something. Yeah, exactly, the search for Hitler's Gold. I'm telling you, this... Okay, right, million dollar yeah, idea. Set in, set in San Francisco, 1845. <laughs> Hitler plays a time machine, goes back in time, and oh, rides yeah. around the back of a shark, you know? Actually, Jaws probably... Uh, okay, listen. Okay, let's leave it. Because, by the way, the whole idea with Jaws, Jaws was supposed to be like uh, a symbol for communism. What? <laughs> it's complete silence in the studio. Oh, right. I don't have to respond to that. <laughs> it's it's like the, like the, all these movies, the sci-fi movies. This is this is not a far away from sport because I'll, I'll segue back into sport to make it relevant in a moment. You had uh, the likes of uh, the invasion of the body snatchers. You know the famous one with Donald Sutherland, the original one where like everyone's taken over. That was you don't like all these alien movies that came out after the Second World War, all related back to like communists are taking over and we don't know if they're an alien or a communist and so on so it was all the same thing now we segue across into sport and you've got Rocky IV probably oh one God. of the most one of the most heinous pieces of propaganda <laughs> exactly and it's, it's well, like a great movie though. it's a great yeah, yeah. movie and of course the, of course, Rocky's there of course, Ivan Drago he's training there like in his gym getting his injections with his like of course yeah. he's a Swedish guy he's getting yeah. all his like uh, hormone injections and so on like Mr. Uh, Messi um <laughs> And he's there, like doing, like doing all his weights and punching harder, harder. And he's like, you know, if he dies, he dies, and all that sort of stuff, you know. But um, <laughs> and of course, his his wife is Swedish as well, like you know, whatever her name is Ludmila. Um, and then if you, <laughs> you look back, Rocky's there cha- training in a barn, you know, yeah. and he's lifting a cart. And he's yeah, because of course the angry Russians wouldn't let him stay in an actual hotel and exactly. go to an actual gym. They took him like somewhere in the, yeah, the middle of the forest. Yeah, somewhere in the middle of like I don't know Shulkovo or something like that. Like, yeah. I mean, it, oh, but if you remember, they had like a KGB escort with him all oh, the time. Yeah. That's right, and he outran them. Oh no, he was like running uh, on like uh, he was like climbing a mountain and like running up, and then like the KGB guys were like uh, trying to catch up and stuff. <laughs> exactly. So he's out running this like ice road, and then he decides I'm going to go off the road, like the simplest and stupid thing to do. And he goes, so they're following in a. It was probably in, like, a, a zeal, car, yeah. a car or yeah. something. And then he goes running off across the high snow. And the guys go, um, of course they don't say stay at. They say stop, stop, stop. Stop, Mr. Rocky. And they're like, try to chase him. And he goes up the mountain and goes like, oh, but yeah. you know, the fact that then you come down and he's like perfect body, you know, he's a tiny little man and he's absolutely ripped, like the best bodybuilder ever. And then afterwards, of course, a few years later, he goes, uh, I can't do a Sylvester Stallone voice. Like I'm, I'm not that brain damaged yet, but he's uh, like, he, he's, <laughs> he says like, you know, well, yeah, I was taking drugs like to, to shape up and the whole lot. And he goes, but well, it's the same as Dolph Lundgren. He did the same. I was like, oh, for crying out. Anyway. Right, um, Andy, last piece of news from you, and then we go to WWE. Yeah, I'll try and segue into that. <laughs> but, but Rocky Four, sorry for my rant. Yeah. But a bit more serious. Um, racism has been back in the forefront of, of sport this week. Um, we had Moise Keane, the uh, young Italian in Italy, 
um, and the scandal with uh, his Juventus defender, Leonardo Bonucci, who uh, kind of defended him, but said he was bringing it on himself. Um, and then we've also had a few incidents in the lower leagues in, um, in, in England, uh, even down to a very lower league in England where there was a, there was a player on uh, Sky Sports News this week who was saying that he was actually sent off for trying to stand up uh, for one of his teammates that was being abused. So yeah, that's after we've been discussing it for the last last week or two. It, it's it's actually getting worse at the moment. There's more whether it's people bringing more of it to light because it is in the media at the moment, or whether this is actually an increased amount of. Uh, I also saw Stan Collymore posting up that he was getting quite a bit of abuse this week on Twitter. I saw. I actually saw some of his retweets and what yeah. people were saying to him. I mean, it was it was pretty heinous. It was it was disgusting. Yeah. But okay, um, all right. We're going to come back onto that for a couple of months because that's actually I want to address that. That's that's my uh, my piece, Peter. WWE, a quick rundown. A historic card tonight. It is, it is. Do you want to just a quick rundown of the, of the uh, ma- matches? All right, so first up we have Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. It was, I think it's probably the best event. I'm, I think it's, yeah. It's, uh, then we have Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair for the women's Charlotte, 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 Flair. Charlotte, Charlotte. Rick Flair. So of course, and that is top of the bill. vegetable. No, yes. <laughs> Charlotte, <laughs> or Scallion as we call it at home. So she, that's top of the bill. Oh, that's oh and versus Be- Becky Lynch as well. There's a three-way? Yes, yeah, triple yeah. threat match. Triple threat match. <laughs> How does that work quickly? Tell me. So, um, so there's, there's three three people in the ring at the same time. Whoever wins is the champion, essentially. Yeah. So whoever much. pins someone down yeah. and gets a three-count first wins. And the so other person can pin- stop them. Yeah. It's, all you have to do is pin somebody down, and then the other person has to. It's like last Friday up. night, but with, uh, with 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 an extra person. <laughs> what was we were two nights <laughs> last Friday night? I wasn't even with you. Like, oh, the Friday before. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry. Right. Yeah, Buddy cool. Murphy, okay. Tiny Knees, Triple H, Batista. Is he still alive? Who Batista? Yeah. Triple H. Triple H. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what you call her, Steph McMahon's husband. Yeah. He's a son-in-law of Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Kurt, Kurt Angle uh, versus... And Kurt Angle. Who like, made a comeback a few years ago. Gee, I mean, Can he still fit into those stars and the stripes that yeah, used to be? Yeah, those little, like, oh, leotards. They were horrible. No, he was, like, the general... He was, like, a general manager for, like, two years, and then he and decided to... Yeah. Because he, he, he was an he was Olympic champion. Wrestling, yeah. So. Okay. It was Peter. the Thanksgiving last turkey in the shop window back there. Even back terrible, then with that leotard. Terrible. Okay, Peter, quickly, before we go to break. And we have... Uh, Vince's prodigy, Shane McMahon, versus The Miz. Well, we have AG Styles, Randy Orton, Andre the Giant, uh, Memorial ba- Battle Royale. <laughs> oh, right. Thank God. 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 Thank Let's go out with that. So Brock Lesnar, okay, the guy who's failed lots and lots of drug tests when he's like oh, coming yeah. to UFC and so on. So we'll talk about that a bit later then. Okay, we're going to go out to the break. We're going to have one that, um, it's going to, anyone who plays FIFA will know this game as well. It's a quite a well-known, and it's good in stadiums as well. So uh, we're going to go back, go away, come back with us after the break in a few minutes and uh, enjoy this song. It's MGMT and Kids. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Welcome back, folks. I, ha- I hope you had a nice little uh, interesting listen to that. And, of course, I should say that it's the song, not the game, of course. It was from FIFA. I mean, we had a discussion about FIFA. Guys, what did you, what did you like most about the old FIFA football games, uh, Peter? I mean, well, nothing per- in, like, in particular, but I, ju- I just like to play it. But, I mean... All of the, the like actually I love the I like the, the, the old games better than the new games because the controls they like, screwed it up. Like you have to pay to like be good at it and like the the whole live thing where you can like the multiplayer was good but then uh like the whole like you buy cards and you buy players to uh like have a better team. I don't know, it's just the whole concept is weird to me and it's okay. like, I'd I'd rather play fourteen than like Fair enough, okay. Alex. Um well were you a fan of FIFA? Uh, not really, but you know, sometimes when you're when you're just with, with some friends, like I think it's a it's a great game to play. Yeah, it's like a go to. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would your brother turn around and say like, you know, well, you're going to have to beat Messi on your own, not just like, you know, make up oh, your own character. Oh yeah, if I, if I beat Messi in the game, that's that's not that's you're not impressive. World. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Andy, um, I think it was probably the moment that it developed from the likes of FIFA and Sensible Soccer. To the point where you could actually score one-on-one situations. That was probably the moment that changed it for me because in the earlier games, the original FIFA, FIFA '95, it was it was almost impossible once you got one-on-one with a goalkeeper. You couldn't score. You had to play it back and then try and score from 30 yards. Um, so probably that moment when finally they they changed that and it made it a bit more realistic. Okay, fair enough. Um, right, we are going to go off in just a moment to uh, Andrew Flint, who's waiting for us out in two men. But before we do, um, guys, we were discussing uh, during the week, the last week's uh, John Oliver show. Folks, if you have a chance to look on YouTube, uh, last week tonight with John Oliver, uh, he had a great segment last week on the WWE, of course, and the way it's run and also how uh, fighters are treated or fighters or well wrestlers are treated after they're injured um, or after they retire. I mean, there was some, some pretty horrific things in it that like uh, wrestlers are not contracted properly as employees of uh, the World Wrestling Entertainment. They're uh, freelancers or what are they called? Uh, independent contractors, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how does that affect them? Like if they get injured and so on, do they have recourse to like social benefits and pensions? I mean, remember like a while, a while back, we talked about how like wrestlers, they, they take a lot of like, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, painkillers, yeah, painkillers yeah. to prevent them that and like uh, e- injuries are not covered. If you get like badly injured, you're out pretty much. And that's they terrible. also think of like uh, fight fighters like Bret Hart and not just but Roddy Piper, for example, who came back and died very very young. Um, they have to come back and fight through the pain. So I mean, they're actually being they're abusing their bodies and you know we think they're getting well paid, but they're actually not getting that well paid at all. Well, yeah, yeah, it would seem so. Obviously, a, a, a lot of it for them, you would think, would have been a, a whole branding thing or a contract, but that doesn't seem to exist. Uh, we discussed a few weeks, uh, maybe a month or so ago, about the fact about how limited they are, about what they can can say about what they do as well. So they don't really have a proper contract, but within the terms of what they do have, they can't really use themselves as a brand to make money outside of the ring. I, because their rights are owned. And one thing, I'll just say that we, we've discussed it here our, ourselves. I know, Alex, you're going to come back in with something now. But um, 
for example, there's different wrestlers who would have, we've been in contact with, but they can't come on the show without firstly um, getting permission from WWE. So, like people who we would get footballers in who might just say to their club, I'm going to have a chat with Capital FM. We had, of course, Alec Peters on in agreement with uh, CSK Basketball. But wrestlers can't do anything. They can't even speak with you. Can you imagine the ultimate warrior doing a shampoo advert? I would have bought it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sonny, maybe. I would have bought it if she did it. She's a woman, but I would have. Okay, Alex, are you groaning there in the corner? <laughs> no. Um, so, no, I think, I think it's because also, like, it's not, um, it's not really like a sports league as much as it is like a TV show. So it's like all these people. It's not really a roster. It's kind of like a cast. Like they're all characters, so you can't have like that many people to like have it. So there was only like about like well, there was five hundred active NBA players. Like in the WWE, like out of like the big names, we're only talking to like about like fifty. So that's why like if you're if you're injured, you're out. Kind of like that. Yeah, that that's right. You just lose your, your brush. Yeah, Peter. I mean, it is kind of understandable because you, you can only like like a few uh, like. Super WWE superstars and like the bottom line, like the, the the stars that nobody likes, they replace them and like get new ones to keep the show going, to keep it like entertaining. So you could understand why they're doing it, but still, like it's immoral. Yeah, that that's a very very good point to make. That it is immoral. Okay, we're going to go out to two men to our man in Siberia, Mr. Andrew Flint. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Been put through the ringer today by Yenisei Krasnyas, but other than that, I'm doing okay, thanks. Okay, listen, what was the result out there today? Well, um, as usual, um, although your customer could not keep a clean sheet, they went 2-0 down, but it was a dramatic comeback, and they won 3-2 in the end, so uh, cracking result. Okay, that was good. Of course, uh, Krasnyas, kind of our second team now, Andy, would you reckon? I, I, I think I jinxed them today, um, albeit to... Um, Mr. Flint's um, advantage. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Listen, uh, Andrew, um, some big games today, of course, in the Russian Premier League. Well, I'm not going to speak, and yesterday as well. I'm not going to speak with that. I'm going to ask you about the wrestling. Are you going to watch the wrestling tonight? Will you stay up? Or actually, you'll be up in the morning. Uh, well, you to be honest, I probably still will be up. Um, I, you know, I haven't watched wrestling for such a long time, but for some reason, I've seen a lot of exposure about it recently, and I've always been curious about how. How are these people with these these bodies and these physiques and the what they go through? How they actually survive at all? Um, I may well watch it in the end. I think so. Um, perhaps yes. Okay. Who was your um, your favourite wrestler as a kid? Well, you know, we mentioned this um, a few shows ago, but um, it was WrestleMania '92, Royal Rumble '92, that I used to watch quite a lot. And Hulk Hogan was always the big name, but he was never quite my favourite. I always liked. Brett the Hitman Hart for some oh. reason. Um, which, speaking of which, today I saw him being attacked on stage. What? Um, which you know, it, it doesn't doesn't seem right. He, he was attacked on stage. Well, the guy, the, the, the guy that attacked him, I think, regretted it very, very, very quickly because he got jumped on by about thirty people yeah. who were giving him a good beating. <laughs> okay, good enough for him. Okay, uh, Andrew, um, that big game on Friday evening, Liverpool fluking it out um, against Southampton. Is, the, is it Liverpool's league to uh, lose now? It's one of those results that it pains me to the bottom of my stomach to say this, but to get a result like that when they really had to fight for it, it's... Oh, God, I, I can't say the words. Don't make me say the words. Okay. Um, I'm going to hope my team will lose to City and then help City win the league. 
I, I just hope that your safe word isn't Liverpool because then you're going to get some baiting. But anyway, uh, let's not to go there. Um, okay, the FA Cup uh, semi-finals, of course, Man City going through and, of course, Watford going through. Uh, that 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 should be pretty much a walkover in uh, Wembley in, uh, well, under a month's time. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be pretty much anything other than a Champions League favourite um, that face Manchester City nowadays. It's going to be a walkover match. But having said that, I watched a game today between Watford and Wolves, and Wolves are a fantastic unit who really have put into a, an imaginative three-at-the-back system. But Watford had enough quality to hit them on the break, and that's where I think they may just catch City out with Gerard Delefeu and his pace. Uh, and it's finishing, I think it might not be quite a foregone conclusion. Well, that might be me being biased. Okay. You know, that we'll is, no, that's fair, that's fair enough. Okay, no, that, that's actually a good point to make. Okay, we've got, coming up this week, of course, we've got uh, Champions League um, and Europa League back, it's Europa League as well, back in swing. Um, Andy's going to run through the fixtures for us uh, this week and then just give us your comment, Andrew, on what you reckon could be the uh, outcomes. Okay, Andy, fire away. So, Champions League, we have uh, on Tuesday night, both games at 10 o'clock Moscow time, Liverpool at home to Porto and then Tottenham at home to Manchester City in the, the all-England affair. Wednesday night, Ajax against Juventus, and then Manchester United against Barcelona. Oh, God, that last picture, it, just, it's, it makes me shake with nerves. Um, I mean, look, let's start with Tuesday. Liverpool at home to Porto should be, should be a very, very comfortable win. Uh, I mean, Pepe in defence at his age for Porto is, is a worry <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> um, but, I mean, a comfortable win there for Liverpool. I, I don't expect him to stick concede either. Um, you same, same, Andy. Same. You take the same. I, I think Porto might snatch a goal. I think what they, um, the, the way they performed against Roma on the road, the way they performed in the group stage on the road, uh, there are a handful. Mm. They've got big players up front, uh, tricky players out wide. Brahimi, I think, has been fantastic for them this season. Um, yeah, they could cause Liverpool a few problems, uh, but I think Liverpool will play it very cautious, having beaten them five 0 away from home. Um, was it last season? Yeah, it was last season. Um, so I, I, yeah, maybe a two nil or a three one for Liverpool. Okay, all right. Uh, next, Andrew, what what's the the next up? Um, well, the Spurs at home to City is like I say. I think it's going to be a very hard one to call because Spurs can be electrifying. We saw them beat Dortmund in the Champions League this season, um, and then they can they can collapse. Personally, I think City are not going to be that bothered. Um, about getting an away win. I know it sounds strange to say, but they're so confident at home. I don't think they'll pressure that hard um, and it, possibly take a 1-0 win. If just a few weeks ago, we were all looking at Spurs as having a sort of a, a kind of a dark horse's chance in the league because you know, they were starting to creep up the table. They were like solidifying themselves and they weren't that far off first place. Um, but again, like, do you think that the whole... I, I'm going back to this again. I said this before. The whole uh, link to Man City, did that affect Pochettino or did it affect maybe the players? It unsettled them a bit. Yeah, I mean, possibly so. I think the one of the strange things about Spurs is they, they do have a fantastic squad, but they know they're constrained by the possibly the stingiest chairman in, in club football. Um, and whether that buys into any rumour, any element of their, their jigsaw being taken away, that they suddenly collapse, that there's a sort of a nerves that sets in straight away. I do think they have a dependency on their key elements and that's what sets them back. Okay, so that could be it. Okay. Okay, the next game up, number three. Yeah, it was Ajax Juve. Um, 
Oof, well, <laughs> I think this is one of those where neutrals will be will be swarming even more towards Ajax. I have to say, um, I have absolutely no affinity for events whatsoever. They they take the joy out of football for me. Um, they're just so systematic. Um, I think, to be honest, uh, I, I think Ajax could be very confident in this game um, simply because they they have some of the most electric wide players. Happy Ziyech is possibly my favourite player, neutral player at least, uh, in Europe this season. Um, uh, and we've seen his range of passes as well, and that's what could, could help them. OK, so, I mean, it, I mean, it'd be great to see Ajax getting through, but because that team is going to be, it was already being dismantled for next season. Um, Juve, of course, you know, they, they, as we were speaking about, like they had the incident, of course, with uh, Moise Keane uh, last mm. week. But... Um, Overall, I mean, they do they do suck everything out of a game. I mean, they're they're just a, a terrible team to watch. Yeah, I mean that's that's the challenge for Ajax. Really, I think a team like Ajax are more successful against more open teams. So, admittedly, they've got a challenge there. Um, so, you know, for example, when they went to Madrid and and tore around with the pieces, that was more because Madrid are not a defensively compact side. So that's the concern. Um, but I, I maybe it's just my heart going with this one, but I do think they have enough elements of surprise that they'll, they'll, I reckon they'll win this one. Okay, and finally, of course, your game as well. Uh, United and Barcelona. I mean, in, in many, many other seasons, this would be like a, a huge hit, a highlight. It still is like a, a battle between two big teams, but um, have United got just that bit, bit extra to get past uh, Barcelona? Because, of course, we've seen the Spanish league is not as, as prominent as it would be in previous years. Well, I mean, on paper, Barcelona should comfortably walk the tie over two legs. But um, the, the, thing, the thing about Manchester United this season is that under Solskjaer, we've been a lot more efficient with our attacks. We've not expended so much energy. Um, and, it's, uh, you know, for, Bar- for Barcelona to win away from home, it's, it's not so essential because away, you know, when we go to Barcelona itself, it's going to be an impossible task. Almost any team will find it difficult. Um, you play open attacking football, Barcelona put you to pieces. You do an Atletico Madrid like they did at the weekend where they sat back in incredible discipline. So they were still picked off at the end. So almost no approach in the new camp is going to be, um, it's going to be good enough. Um, but that's the problem. Manchester United will have to attack if they want to go through at all. Okay, um, um, but do you re- because there, there's rumours now circulating around Pogba that he's going to be uh, making his merry way to uh, Real Madrid. Uh, do you think that that could mm. be a case? I, I'll be honest. I've been I've been suspecting something like this for some time, and I only see Real Madrid as, uh, other than a return to the events. But I, I'd say that's unlikely. Real Madrid suits him. Um, I think we would get good money for him as well. And assuming that the bid would be a suitably ludicrous sum, I, I, to be honest, I would take it. Okay, right, we're going to go to the break. We're going to come back. Of course, Andrew is going to stay on the line with us. Uh, And then, of course, we will have our quiz. So, folks, get ready for this. And to put a bit of shine into your evening, we have Aswad and, of course, that same title song, Shine. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Spreading your light wherever you are. 
Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, a little bit of a, a throwback song, I should say, because it was one from the 1990s. One actually enjoyed when I was in university, so there you go, like training. And it has a football theme as well to it. Okay, uh, Andrew, you're still with us on the line? Certainly am, certainly am. Very good.